Wholehearted living for me is all about embracing my fears, my insecurities, all of my imperfections and my vulnerabilities and still taking baby steps every day to show up to become the most kind, generous, compassionate, grateful and the most authentic and the most courageous version of me. I want to wake up every morning and tell myself that I'm going to be a better version of me than yesterday. And at the end of the day, I want to go to bed embracing the fact that I am enough and I did enough today. Hey, you lovely listener, Kiara, and welcome to the Whole Hearted Living Podcast. I'm your podcast host, Kami Pandari, and I'm so grateful that you've decided to join us today. I promise you that through each and every episode of this podcast, I'm going to walk you along with me towards becoming the most wholehearted version of ourselves. Hey guys, so before we start recording today's episode, I just wanted to put a disclaimer out there that today's episode might seem a bit triggering to some people, especially anyone who has struggled with body image in the past or is currently struggling with body image. Also, neither Eli nor I are body image experts. Whatever we say in this episode is our own opinion and is mostly our life stories, our own personal struggles with embracing our body image and our body types so we do hope that you find this episode helpful and i'll catch you on the other side bye hello everyone and welcome back to the wholehearted living podcast obviously there's something that's a little bit different today cammy has graciously allowed me to take the lead on the session so hopefully i do all right um and today we are doing something a little bit new as well we're going to be beginning hopefully a series about the transitory period between our 20s and 30s so if you're just a new listener you probably won't know but Kemi and i have just been newly minted into our third decade so we just turned 30 within the last year and i think from our own personal anecdotes, as well as conversations with friends and family, we've seen some pretty drastic changes that has happened in this decade. And she came up with this idea about a fortnight <laughs> ago and approached me with it. And I thought it was brilliant because it was one, something that a lot of people can identify with um, experiencing these massive changes. And two, just to I suppose share stories that will allow you guys to maybe change your own perspectives and your own habits for the better. So with all that said, welcome. And we, I suppose we'll just start from today's topic. So for today, we wanted to talk about um, the changes in our self-worth, body image as well as body acceptance as we've gone through our 20s and onto our 30s yeah and uh, I think after the like we talked about self-love in the last episode so I think this is like a really good like we've built it in a really nice way like talking about burnout then combating burnout using self-love and now moving on to talking about self-worth and stuff like that. So I think we've lined it up really nicely. Yeah, no, it's worked yeah. out really, really well. Yeah. And we've got a yeah. list of about a dozen other topics yeah. that we can pull out from in the future yeah. um, as well. Also, is... I was talking to my colleagues and I was like, I'm totally thinking of bundling all of these episodes together and maybe come up with an audiobook because that, oh. that, that is how books work, right? Yeah. Like setting yeah. context and then building it up. You probably could, actually. Yeah. 
idea. <laughs> it's a good idea. We should probably revisit it at some stage. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing your um, of your audiobook in the next coming years then. Yeah, someday we'll, we'll have an audiobook and you and I will be like famous and make some money out of it. Uh, well, that's the hope, right? <laughs> so let's continue with this session. Um, I wanted to open up our conversation with how we both define self-worth, yeah. how we assess our self-worth, and mm-hmm. then also just a little bit about how we see our body currently. Yeah. So for me, to be honest, I do not have any set definition of self-worth. I've really struggled with it. Um, but I do have a list of things that I used to derive my self-worth from. Mm-hmm. And um, just to put a bit more context, the, my list of things that I used to, used to derive my self-worth um, at the age of, or till the age of 27, yeah. um, is quite different to my list at, at the age of 30. 30, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, um, till 27 years of age, I used to derive my self-worth from fancy clothes, you know, like whether I'm following with all the latest trends or not, yeah. um, I'm f- keeping up with the Kardashians, you know. Um, there was a big, big um, factor to increase my self-worth. Mm-hmm. Um, um, how much I earn. I liked, all throughout my 20s, I worked really hard so that I can just enter the six-figure salary bracket. And once I'm sitting there, like I was fortunate enough to enter there when I was like, when I entered my 28. Um, when I turned 28, I was there. So, I, and I used to tell myself, I'm like, Kenny, you're freaking killing it. You went to the <laughs> six-figure salary bracket at the age of 28. Yeah. You know? You're like among the top 15, 20% of the people in the world who should do it. And th- th- this sounds so freaking stupid, but I used to do that. Yeah. And I worked hard all of my 20s, just kind of like setting that as a goal for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it yeah. sounds like you, you did it. You achieved that goal. Yeah, but... I think it's not just me though. I think it's also like the situation, the circumstances that actually led to it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't discredit your own worth. I, I think if I hadn't um, reached a six figure, like the the attitude that I have right right yeah. now, if I was still not earning a six figure salary, it would have been okay for me. But yeah. just kind of like that, I saw that as. Um, an end goal that you had yeah, to reach yeah otherwise i'm not good enough like right. i have to reach the six-figure salary bracket before any of my friends or my my colleagues or my relatives yeah and that's how i prove i am awesome mm-hmm. um the other thing is like i own a house i own a fancy house i drive a fancy car so yeah those were like big ones um some of the other examples is like i saw myself like married to my partner and have have a kid but yeah. I was like if I can have all of these things you know like be married to my partner have a kid have a fancy house have a fancy car have a six-figure salary wearing fancy clothes every every day you know like living the dream yeah um so yeah <laughs> I know it sounds pretty funny but now and there was still like till was till was like you almost 27 thing is, I actually don't think it's that funny I think it's yeah. echoed with a lot of people yeah. they have these markers that yeah. are very similar to you yeah. you know the the, yeah. the partner the children yeah. the white picket fence yeah. the career goals yeah and um it's unfortunate yeah yeah it is unfortunate right um the other thing is um was a fancy wedding you know like as a girl i always thought i wanted a very fancy wedding and because yeah. i'm indian in my culture is like how lavish and how expensive your wedding is is a very good indicator of how rich you are and whether you are killing it or not like oh my gosh i am so grateful that i live in new zealand and not in india right now because all of my mates oh my gosh it's a pissing contest right now like how much money you spend at your wedding yeah well it sounds like 
a lot of your self worth mm. is derived from because conspicuous, I suppose, spending exactly. things like yeah. the yeah. mortgage, the wedding. Yeah. yeah, and I think it has to like the culture I grew up in, the family I grew up in, yeah. the society I grew up in. Like all those things molded me. Like those were my parameters of my self worth. So yeah. yeah, but I'm grateful that I've reached a space right now where. The list of things that derive my self worth is totally different. Um, those things, I like those things, are not in my list anymore. And I think the biggest reason is because I've, I've like been there, done it. I've, I've achieved most of it. Yeah. And I'm still the same person. And um, as a person, I still haven't improved. Or yeah. So yeah, like, I think it was very confusing when I like turned 28 and 29, and then finally 30. And I have checked off all of these items from my list. But uh, what's next? Yeah. 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 You, yeah. yeah. Well, you end up, I suppose, not feeling the way that you feel over having achieved something that is such a <laughs> yeah, big focus. Such a big focus. It's odd, isn't it? Yeah. I'm like, I'm still the same shitty person. I'm still <laughs> that narcissistic bitch, you know? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> but I get what you're going yeah. with. Um, yeah. No, that's really great. Um, mm. I loved hearing about that. Well, how do you see your uh, body? currently yeah so I was a skinny kid growing up uh-huh. but then in my 20s um like 20s have been really hard with respect to body image and I think this is where I've actually started focusing a lot on body image body positivity and all of those yeah. things like body neutral um I've always like all throughout my 20s I've always been 5 to 10 kgs overweight uh-huh. um and like I was telling you this afternoon right I've like I've had this obsessive relationship with food I'm if I'm not restricting, I am overindulging. Mm. So like I do not have a healthy relationship with food even at the age of 30. And this is like one of my life goals at this stage right now. I want to like I'm, I'm really focusing on to kind of like beat my food addiction. Yeah. And that actually impacts my body image a lot. Like right now I'm at my heaviest weight, which is 74 kgs. Mm. So my body image, to be honest, is pretty shit right now. Like there is literally no body image. Yeah. I look at myself every day. I see my belly and I'm like, Kimmy, you're so pathetic. So yeah, I'm struggling over there. Those are really harsh words to tell yourself. And yeah, I know. I wish you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's understandable. Yeah. I mean, this is something that you hear. I think I want to so be honest. Frequently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I want to be honest about it because um, honestly, everyone has been there, and to be able to get to a stage where I do not see myself and I don't look back at myself in the mirror and tell me that Kami, you're a pathetic bitch. I think I have to talk through it and I have to find the light at the end of the yeah. tunnel and keep on approaching it. You know, like yeah. regardless, like accepting whatever is there yeah. in my head, in my body. So yeah, it is a big mental game. Yeah. Um. And I mean, as you listen throughout, mm-hmm. you know, this yeah. session, then hopefully you'll be yeah. able to pick up some tips in regards to it. Yeah. Um. Especially as we yeah go yeah, further along yeah. in this session, I yeah. really enjoyed that. Thanks for sharing all that, Cami. Oh. Um. My definition of self worth yeah. is actually very similar. Yeah. I suppose to yours in that it's not mm. very defined because yeah. <laughs> there's I mean a lot of. I suppose words attached to self-worth like yeah. self-care and self-love yeah. Yeah. Um, but ultimately I think it's just being able to respect your own values and abilities and being comfortable with your internal dialogue yeah. you know and in, in I know living living life as you are yeah exactly um how you know the interesting thing is that um 
I actually some I I've been telling myself this year that I should look at me the way my partner looks at me or my pets look at me or my parents look at me like people who actually love me they love me regardless of how much I weigh they love me for the person I am mm. they do not love me for how much money I own or the kind of clothes I wear you know so I think there is a really good perspective on like building self worth as well just like changing um changing yeah. shoes you know like putting yourself in shoes of someone who actually loves you for the person you are yeah that's actually a really yeah. really good tip yeah um and yeah i can see why that would be helpful yeah, yeah. i've actually I been think, doing that this yeah way. yeah yeah because yeah. what's that term myopic mm. everyone's really myopic when it comes to their own life you sort of just sort of see beyond your own sphere yeah. so it's it's good to be able to transplant yourself into someone else yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, see from yeah. a different perspective because a lot of the things that we internalize mm. and yeah. um pick ourselves yeah. off from yeah. are things that are completely irrelevant to anyone else who is interacting with with you exactly yeah we're all so self obsessed you know we like we hardly ever take a pause in think from a different person's perspective and the moment you start doing it and the more frequent you do it i think your life becomes really better mm, mm, no it's important to have <laughs> yeah. those daily reminders to yeah. just put yourself in another person's shoes. shoes yeah put yourself in another person's shoes um okay so the next topic i wanted to talk about was oh sorry i didn't ask you about your list do you <laughs> do, do, you, do, you, do you were you like me <laughs> were you like so self obsessed like <sighs> me uh, molded by the culture and society and the family you grew up like you had a list and now you have a different list yeah yeah so um a lot of it was i suppose embedded in me yeah. because i come from a south asian culture yeah. and so and 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 it's hmm. a culture of filial piety, piety so we're expected yeah. to listen to our parents and yeah. adhere to the rules that they set yeah. um, unfortunately our mindset yeah. perspective and habits also yeah. are enriched by you know how we were brought yeah. up yeah. and thankfully actually my parents were really active they they kept um they, they just swimming like every single week and my mother did daily walks um my father rode bikes my brother played soccer yeah. Um, I played touch rugby when I was in primary oh, nice. school, netball, badminton yeah. when I was in high school, yeah. and when I started university, started running. Hmm. So we've been a really active family, and body image, I think, is was something that you could not yeah. be affected by. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I think I get your point. Like, cause I was also very much involved in athletics growing up. Yeah. And. I don't think like I really cared about like I mean I was skinny but it wasn't a big deal though and I was never mean to like kids in bigger sizes either which means I really didn't have any idea or any any perspective yeah. around body image like I yeah yeah, yeah. well I think when it comes to the mm-hmm. sports then yeah. you're more interested in the capabilities yeah. your performance rather than exactly. the weight loss so um, the pressures I suppose yeah. that I experienced were more mm. cultural yeah. or more social yeah. um, within peer group, not so much, but a little bit as well, yeah. the extended peer group anyway. Yeah. I come from a South Asian family yeah. and they're all about filial piety. You're expected yeah. to listen and respect your parents mm. um, growing up. So they had a whole bunch of, I suppose, roles yeah. and opinions, perspectives that they yeah. enriched both on myself and my brother. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. Like, I don't think, like, my parents ever pointed out that I am skinny enough or I'm fat enough. Like, body image was never anything for my parents. Mm. Um, it was always about whether I came first in my class or not in my final exams, but that was a top uh, score. It was always about like studies and when it came to athletics, it was like, oh, did you come first in the race or not? So it was yeah. always kind of like, like body, how I look was never ever um, the focus really of the conversation. That's yeah. interesting, because I had a little bit of yeah. a different experience. Yeah. Not my immediate family, they never yeah. really said anything, but yeah. my extended family did and yeah. we travel back to Asia yeah. quite frequently. Yeah. And even though I was a normal weight, yeah. I was still overweight by their standards. So oh. they would actually talk to me about, yeah. you know, about my weight issue, <laughs> my non-existent weight issue. How you could, how you can lose a couple of kg size. Exactly. I, mean, I can understand that though, because I mean, Asians are usually like very skinny, right? Like Asians are known for being yeah, skinny. Yeah, they, yeah, they tend to be, yeah. 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 So yeah, I can see. <laughs> yeah. No, that's why I was so interested to hear that you never yeah. had any issues with your parents yeah. making any comment or no but and also kind of like indian food right like people eat a lot of food in india like even though people say so many people are starving in um countries like india but we just grew up in an abundance of food yeah. there was always so much food like it, it's crazy and everyone eats a lot so of course everyone's going to be a bigger size but it's it, look, but people are not obese though so like what like the culture that i grew up in was like people are ne- neither skinny nor obese like we are okay mm. like yeah so yeah i think it was normal so we never cared about never gave a shit about body image growing mm. up it was not until i started going to uni and i was surrounded with all these skinny girls yeah and we're trying to kind of like guys were like oh she's she looks pretty cool because she's skinny and so yeah i think that's how like that entire thing of being skinny dieting and all of that stuff started Mm. yeah for me it was like once i moved out of my parents house yeah Yeah. that's when it started wow yeah yeah so for yeah similarly Mm -hmm. in the same vein um for me i suppose yeah a lot of society Mm. just things that you see Mm. in the movies and in the magazines Mm. and being influenced by what was that beauty standard back yeah back then yeah and, and i can understand like how how in different cultures these standards of being beautiful are different like for in my in in, in indian culture curves are mm. like it's important to have curves like um all all bollywood celebrities like females they usually have curves mm. and that is what is mostly desired but i can totally understand asian skinny um Probably the same goes for Hollywood or like white culture as well. Like most of the Hollywood celebrities that I like are like very skinny. <laughs> so I'm just putting two and two together and I'm assuming that, yeah, it's the same thing for like. Yeah, well, well, it was definitely in the Western 90s culture, yeah. and noughties, yeah. which is my, where, where yeah. I grew up in my formative years. Yeah. And the, the beauty ideal back then yeah. was skinny. Yeah. European, usually. Yeah. yeah. Um, Women. Yeah, 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 exactly, right? Like long, tall, skinny women. But yeah. no, nah, not for me though. Growing up, no, that was never a thing for me back. It probably is now, right right, right now though, mm. with like modeling and everything. And like every culture being heavily influenced by Western culture now. I yeah. think it's like being tall and skinny is kind of like an epidemic that plagues every girl in every corner of the world right now. Yeah. But no, nah, I'm fortunate that growing up, like I was introduced to all of these things in my 
early 20s instead of like, like my teenage years had a bit of a healthier i think so i definitely i definitely yeah. my teenage years like from their perspective were far healthy than uh. um than other people yeah, yeah. oh that's really yeah. interesting well the reason why i was sort of yeah. going on that tangent was yeah. because i suppose that the way that society yeah. had been built around back in the 90s yeah. and noughties was how I yeah. saw my body and being South Asian there was absolutely no way I yeah. was going to be able to compete <laughs> with the liggy oftentimes blonde European yeah. lady yeah. and it did damage my body image mm. and self-worth I think this is really just a normal part of adolescence it's a very normal part so um, yeah. I'll glean over it because it's not mm. very interesting but yes yeah. I did have issues when I was younger growing up and it wasn't mm. until I began university yeah. or when I kind of changed my perspective and mm. um, it wasn't intentional. Yeah. It sort of just happened through some things that we'll talk about yeah. sort of later on. Yeah. So we've kind of discussed this next part, but I was yeah. really interested in hearing more about sort of the pressures that we grew up with and how these have shaped our perspectives on body image and self-acceptance yeah yeah i think we've kind of talked about we have yeah. about, we've covered that part so of it. cultural yeah social peer group peer group yeah so how social media i think um even though like social media wasn't a big thing in my early 20s even in my mid-20s but like nowadays oh my gosh like social media is such a big thing yeah. every instagram everyone wants to be skinny on instagram because yeah. um, i suppose when it began yeah. we would have been in our 20s like were you really yeah. affected by it when no, like, instagram first began no i wasn't and also facebook was more like a like you usually have like a long list of family and friends and you like it was more like a family and friends thing like yeah. it wasn't like an influencer thing as it is now mm. like it's it's crazy like people blindly follow other people now it's yeah. it's, it's crazy like i don't recall following anyone on Facebook blindly I wouldn't even like friend anyone who I didn't know in my close <laughs> yeah. circle so I would like at some start at, at one stage I had like 350 friend requests um sitting when I was in I was in final year of my university yeah 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 it's just like it's just it's shocking to see how five years five years ago I wouldn't follow anyone blindly or not won't even friend anyone not in my circle and now on Insta- I'm on Instagram <laughs> and I follow having people. conversations with yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah it's crazy like, people. how Instagram has like and I think there's the bad side of social media right yeah you've yeah. kind of alluded to this but mm. you didn't you weren't really affected by your family yeah um growing yeah. up but did that yeah. change like when you had left home I think it did a bit like as I was exposed to kind of like other girls who did give a shit yeah. like a lot of my friends gave a lot of shit about how because that yeah. would have been when you moved to New Zealand as well right no no or so before. I moved out of my parents house and then um university and then I stayed in India with my partner for a couple of years oh, okay. so all that time like the friend circle like most of the girls that I used to hang out were like kind of like oh we oh I've gained five kgs you know I can't eat like four rotis I, I'm just gonna eat two rotis and I was like I'm just gonna keep eating until I'm stopped <laughs> like I was like like I said I grew up in a very kind of like family that there was always food like my parents would feed others you know like my neighbors like yeah. we always had so much food around so like yeah we would always eat until we were like absolutely full sounds like your body image was pretty positive it was like, very very positive it was very positive it was it was not until like I moved out of my parents house and then I started kind of like flirting with other girls who were like skinny ass and um yeah there was I think there was my first introduction to like um the culture of 
being skinny, adoring being skinny, not having even five kgs extra. Yeah, yeah, which wow. which is bad though. Yeah, I, I hope I was never introduced. I would have met my partner before <laughs> I was exposed to all of that stuff. Yeah. That's, you know, the unfortunate mm. thing about that is that even if you had met Arpin first, yeah. you probably would have been affected by it in some way. I'm you, pretty sure. Your colleagues, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because every girl, like everyone is skinny. Everyone does. I have envied skinny girls for a really, really long time. And I would be totally lying if I say I don't envy skinny girls right now. Um, yeah. Every now and then I look at a skinny girl and I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I was like that. <laughs> oh, it's hard to not be. I've, yeah. I, I know what you mean though, because I... Yeah about similarly in the past yeah but uh i mean i'll discuss this a little bit bit more in the future but yeah or uh, later in this podcast Mm. the next topic i wanted to move on to was any personal stories that made you change your habits and perspectives in that drastic way yeah yeah i have a personal story so i think um the journey towards body positivity or having a positive body image I think it was when I actually started training for badminton hardcore. Like I was ah. playing badminton four days a week, three hour, two to three hours a stretch every day, spending like 15 to 20 hours mm. after work at badminton court. And I was um, I was re- reliving my dream of being an athlete <laughs> okay. at the badminton court. And all I cared about was like being awesome, like being an awesome athlete. Mm-hmm. And... Um, for that, I actually started weight training. Like there was like, and I was around like twenty five or twenty six ish at this stage, and I started weight training because mm-hmm. um, I like my trainer told me that you have to do weight training so that it can support all that Im- impact, um, like those those lunges and you know, yeah, like yeah, 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 you know do all you that impact high high impact activities that you do at badminton court. You need to have like dense. Um, muscles and bones so I started weight training mm-hmm. and the first thing that the noticeable difference like with weight training like I was only weight training twice a week for an hour each and yeah. I was not doing any cardio because I was getting all of the cardio at the badminton court so I was just like doing the weight lifting and all of that stuff and the first thing that I see is my arms oh my gosh my arms just like grew like crazy like I could see definition on my arms within like the first month and my biceps and my triceps were like becoming more and more visible and yeah. I was scared of it. I was like, oh my gosh, my arms look like dude's arms. Um, and I hadn't grown, like my shoulder wasn't there. Like I wasn't working on my shoulder as much as I was working on my arms. Uh-huh. And because I'm an apple shape, I, every like muscle or fat, it goes on my upper body first. Right. And my legs always stay skinny, no matter how hard I work. Okay. And, and I think kind of like weightlifting, um, like before that, I had no idea that I was an apple shape body type. Yeah. So when I started weightlifting, my arms grew up and I was like, what the hell? Why is this happening to me? Why, yeah. why are my legs not growing? I want my legs to grow more for, <laughs> for badminton. Or I want like, what, what, like I want abs, you know, like why none of that is happening and my arms are growing like crazy. Yeah. And I think that's when I started doing the research and I was like, okay, this is happening because I'm an apple shape. And that was the first um, time in my life I actually knew I'm an apple shape. And then I just like kept on digging about like what's an apple shape. And yeah, and it made so much sense. Like um, every time I gain muscle or fat, it's always on my 
on my upper body like yeah. my waist to start with and then my face and my arms I will never ever grow my legs because I'm an apple shape mm-hmm. and then eventually embracing I think then kind of like knowing that I'm an apple shape so there is no point of me comparing myself with a skinny girl who is a rectangle shape or a roller shaped yeah or comparing myself with Kim Kardashian who is a pear shaped <laughs> like it made so much sense just like having that knowledge of different body types yeah no, yeah, that yeah. makes complete yeah no I mean I loved what you just said because yeah. it gave a lot of clarity and yeah. how to combat you know those those nasty sort of thoughts because yeah. you need to embrace the capabilities of your body you know yeah, if yeah. you are a pear shaped yeah I mean it's yeah not impossible to suddenly become a rectangle is that a shape yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly like pear shape will never have killer legs like that belongs to apple shape um yeah like rectangle shape or ruler shape will never have breast or pear shape girls also yeah. don't have breast yeah. whereas apple shape girls will always have breast they're always cups c or d yeah because they are apple shapes so just kind of like i think that's a really good starting point just to kind of like know your body type and then work with your body type because yeah, no, that is what i've done that's a yeah. really great tool yeah. and that was going to be the next um mm. sort of topic of discussion yeah but i can really sort of vibe with mm. what you just did because i've undergone something very similar yeah um myself mm. and I don't remember if there was a trigger moment in the past, mm. but to have that understanding that your body is the way that your body is yeah. really relinquishes a lot of sort of sort of want. Yeah. Because it's it's I mean it's 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 not it doesn't seem like a sensible idea to yeah. wish something that's impossible, you know? Oh, exactly. It's a waste of energy and a waste of time. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of comfort in, mm. in knowing who you are and what you are. Oh, exactly. And I mean, I'm so sorry because I keep on going back to the Kardashians like all the time because <laughs> I followed right. them. I've spent a decent um, time of my life following <laughs> all the Kardashian sisters. Um, but here is a good example, um, even though we are talking about Kardashians. Um, if you just like look at all the sisters, um, Chloe, Kim, Kendall, um, Kylie, they are all different body shapes. Like Kendall is like she's a she's a runway model because she's a ru- ruler shape you know she's a mm-hmm. rectangle shape whereas kim and all of her other sisters are like pear shaped most of them are like pear shaped oh. um people say kim is um kim is hourglass but i think she's still pear shaped your observations yeah yeah but but this is this is what is stupid right and i'm pretty sure i'm not the only girl who's 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 done that at various points of my life i've compared myself or i've wanted to be like kim and then mm. at other stages of my life, I wanted to be like Kendall. And I am a totally different sh- shape with respect to both Kendall both them, yeah. and Kim. I'm an apple. Kendall is ruler or rectangle and Kim is pear. So what the hell, Kimmy? <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think this like for our audience is a really good starting point. Like if, you don't, if you're not aware of what body shape you are, being aware and doing that research of what body shape you are um, and embracing that yeah. is a really, really good know, starting point. Something else that really helped me yeah. um, was at university. I was at the time studying a conjoint degree and yeah. dithering between which area of interest I wanted to pursue yeah. first. Yeah. And in that year, I desperately, desperately needed sort of some clarity and some mm. direction. And that's when I started long distance running training, oh, nice. um, which I haven't looked back from and is still something that I partake in, yeah. you know daily but something that really 
made me feel comfortable about yeah. how I saw my body yeah. was seeing the capabilities of what I could do with my body. I have um, pretty thick legs and for the longest time I was so, so self-conscious of them because yes. for the very longest time, yeah. thick legs were not in vogue, not like nowadays. Yeah. And yeah, it affected me greatly. But the fact that I was able to complete all those half marathons yeah. and distance runs yeah. was amazing. Was and amazing. it made me really love my legs. Oh like, my God, I actually yeah. don't care that I have thick legs. That is, that's, uh, it's so funny that you mentioned it because the first time I saw you, I did notice your legs and I was like, oh my, OMG, <laughs> those legs for an Asian girl are yeah. killer. I've never seen those pair of such well-defined legs on an Asian girl ever. Like most of the Asian girl girlfriends I have or people I usually <laughs> see are like pretty skinny. They're naturally skinny. Yeah. And when I first saw you, I was like, she's definitely an athlete. And then when you told me about that you're a long distance runner, I'm like, of course you are. I can, I can tell you, I've, I've never seen those legs on an yeah. Asian girl. You're the first Asian girl that has such well-defined legs. You know, I love that. Thank yeah. you for saying that because for the yeah. longest time, I wouldn't yeah. have loved what you just said. Yeah. I would have cringed. Yeah. Cringed. So, um, yeah, yeah for, and we kind of talked about this last yes. time as well. Yeah. Or not last session, but, you know, the, yeah. other, the other day. Mm. And that was just trying to uh, adjust your mindset. Yeah. So for up until, I suppose, mm. high school, uh, the marker, I suppose, for mm. self-worth was if I looked like X, Y and yes. Z sort of person and how closely can I match myself yeah. to yeah. that ideal. Yeah. And it wasn't until at university when I started running where my mindset sort of did a 180 switch and I no longer looked at the image but the capabilities so I wanted to run further or I wanted to run faster and I no longer thought about um what I looked like yeah on a damaging way obviously you're cognizant of how you look you know you want to I don't know make sure that the muscles that you're yeah. that you're developing are yeah. developing well so yeah. um, it's important to sort of track your progress in that yeah. regard but they weren't damaging you know they yeah. weren't damaging thoughts yeah. so in a way for both of us the entry points to start embracing a positive body image was probably sports for you, oh, yeah, for yeah, you long definitely. distance running and for me badminton yeah um which is pretty awesome yeah. and i think I think that's, yeah, that's... Was, was there, I was just interested, mm. was there something in your life that made you decide to, because for me, mm. it was trying to find that direction. I just needed yeah. a goal. I needed that clarity. Yeah. But for you, like... I think I was, I was confused. And when I actually found out that I'm an apple body shape, it was like, oh my gosh, why have I been spending so much time trying to be a rectangle all my life? Yeah. Or, or telling myself that I'm pathetic because I'm not, I'm not rectangle. I mean, honestly, I still do that to me, but I just, I just, I... I actually tell myself that I'm pathetic because I'm a perfectionist. So that is like my natural dialogue in my head. Yeah. That is my natural self-talk. But I think now I'm not comparing myself with like others. That's great. Um, I is just like, oh my gosh, I, I'm still five kgs away from a better version of me. And and I think I, I want to lose these 10 kgs so that I am faster, you know, like I want to yeah. be able to run a 5k. Like right now yeah. I can't run a 2k without stopping. So my goal is like, cause I know, and, and I know I have been 60 kgs at my lowest. I'm 58 because I'm again, I'm five, seven and I'm, yeah. and I'm, I think my bones are like really heavy. <laughs> like when I was skinny in my early twenties, I still always, I was like 
the lowest I would be like 58 like yeah. I was I was never even a 55 kg girl yeah. because I have like broad bones my shoulders are broad very dense so that's like your base yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So your and, and height and yeah, body, yeah yeah exactly so I think 65 for me is still a very healthy weight even though I want to reach like 63 I think 63 would be a good and I would look super skinny at 63 <laughs> but I still want to retain all of my muscle yeah and, and muscle weighs muscle weighs way yeah. more muscle weighs way more you know I went I went to less like um, when I was when I started training for badminton, mm-hmm. I went to Les Mills and um, and even though like I I know I have muscle beneath the fat, like even though I have like six to seven kgs of extra fat than I should actually have, but I weigh more because I also have a lot of muscle. Yeah, and the fat is just like hiding the muscle. Yeah. So like my goal right now is to lose that fat so that I can look a bit more defined. Mm. I went to Les Mills. Um, probably two three years ago yeah and they had this machine like that tells you your entire body composition and they like this was like them getting new members and and most of the people that go in there like they, they probably assume that they're really athletes <laughs> yeah yeah um and they were like in my my muscle mass or something like something related to muscle was like 41 percent and they were like shocked they were like so you already do something right and I'm like oh that is so nice like someone yeah. can actually like look at my numbers and tell ah, me that I'm actually like working on my body so yeah. that, was, that was good um yeah yeah but um yeah like honestly body image is not just about the number on the scale um I think for a lot of girls shy away from putting on muscle I used to be that girl um I'm not that girl anymore mm-hmm. i I want to live a longer life. I want to be fit. Yeah. I want to own more land one day so that I can work with my partner yeah. on the land. And I want to be like... I think it's it's all, it's yeah. really paramount to keep their fitness levels up. Yeah, especially exactly. when we go into our 30s. And that's yeah. what I've been told anyway. And I'm going to yeah. heed that, that advice for, yeah. from people that have yeah. sort of blazed this trail before us. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know several skinny girls who... You could, you could call them skinny fat. And uh-huh. oh, I mean, I used to be that girl, skinny fat, when I was like at 58 kgs, literally had no muscle. I yeah. was literal. I was clearly skinny fat. And I still have a lot of girlfriends who are skinny, who are very skinny and they faint every two months. They faint? Yeah, they just like faint. Yeah, like, yeah, like God knows. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to kind of like talk, speculate. Yeah, speculate more about it. But I mean, come on. That's yeah pretty frightening yeah yeah i know so i think um talking about body positivity and body image i am grateful that my body has never ever done that to me yeah um even though i am overweight but i've never fainted in the middle of the office or on a train like um like my my body can support me Ah. so yeah i think yeah they're like both the sides you know yeah 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 absolutely yeah actually i can't like claim to that i fainted in japan yeah once um, yeah, I mean, you can you can faint for, for a number of reasons, but um, I know a couple of my girlfriends who faint on a regular basis and just because they're too skinny and they don't eat proper meals and they yeah. have no muscle at all. Um, um, talking about That's like, scary. yeah, that is definitely scary, but I just want to talk about like the training that you do mm-hmm. according to your body type. So like for me, I'm an apple shape. And like I talked about, like apple shape have awesome legs already. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is no point for apple shapes doing cardio 
because the moment I start doing cardio it impacts my legs and every cardio thing has like it's it's leg heavy mm. so what I have learned over the last five years impressing my body type is for me hit Mm-hmm. which is high intensity interval training. Um, interval training is is really key and all of my personal training sessions are now actually um, designed around head like Sasha and I have been working on my head like that is pretty much everything like yeah. we just work she makes me do head <laughs> head sessions um I do not do weight lifting at this stage I'm like we'll do like mild well, weight lifting but like I'm not going got injury like, as well yeah and I've, I've got injury as well but um I think I have decent muscle mass mm-hmm. um so i kind of stay away from weight training as well like we still do like leg press or like um kettlebell swings and all of that stuff which is like normal stuff mm-hmm. but there is always a high intensity interval training aspect too yeah yeah aspect, yeah aspect involved to it it's not that i'm doing like a full-on with yeah. one hour weightlifting session yeah so i think working with personal trainers who can actually teach you about your body type and help you achieve your body type goals actually helps a lot in developing a positive body image yeah well yeah. outsource sort of that yeah. help if you you need it to your personal trainer yeah um or even for me like joining a group yeah. so i'm sure some of our listeners are probably mm. familiar with park run but the park runners are an amazing yeah. community and yeah. but you know at the beginning of a, a the race i mean you're just yeah have chit chats with the, oh, exactly. the you are the runners and acquire sort of knowledge and support encouragement for whatever sport you're doing oh most of my personal trainers have actually end up becoming really great friends of me so yeah. like i was really great friends with mania i was ashamed she had to move to auckland mm-hmm. um sasha like I, i met sasha through my personal training thing and yeah, like yeah, yeah. we are really great friends right now um so yeah i think like there is the when you are involved in sports or you have fitness goals it serves way more than just your fitness um the other thing that i want to talk about because you mentioned like mm. tools and techniques that yeah. we use to combat or negative body image or or embrace positive body image talk um the other thing i do is um dressing according to my body type mm-hmm. so i'm an apple shape i dress for an apple shape and not for a pear shape or a rectangle shape So, so can you share some tips for these <laughs> apple-shaped people out yeah, there? Yeah, I actually have done a lot of research, not just on apple, but also on like other body types. Mm-hmm. So, um, talking about apple body shapes, like skinny jeans on apple body shape look high really awesome. Jeans. Yeah, uh, not not quite high waisted because apple shapes tend to have um, belly ah. because it goes. It's like it's. it's part of like your upper body mm-hmm. um but i never wear skin hugging tops because apple shapes have bigger breast they have belly so like my i always wear loose tops on the top because i want to give an impression oh sorry yeah. i think i was confusing with pear shape yeah yeah pear so, so, so pear shape, yeah. shape can totally wear kind of like skin hugging tops mm. because they have like smaller breast and they usually tend to have really well defined waist yeah so it's absolutely fine but a pear shaped cannot flaunt a skinny jeans because then it really highlights their massive stocky legs yeah so um i think or, or even if they want to wear skinny jeans it you it should be like high waisted so that it also shows off their um 
well-defined um, abs or mm-hmm. waist. So you just yeah. dress to your Yeah, I think body like type. most of the pear-shaped girls that I kind of adore, they usually look really cute in like dresses because then like the second half of the dress, actually the bottom half of the dress actually covers your hips and it really flaunts your waist. So it looks really nice. Uh, it's really flowy. That makes sense? Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, it yeah, does. yeah. <laughs> Whereas um, I do not wear dresses at all now. Like for the last two years, I've, I haven't worn any dresses because there is no point. Bigger breast, like, ah. uh, yeah, like it doesn't look that great. I know yeah. some apple shapes can, can probably flaunt it. Okay. But I, I, am, I am not comfortable wearing um, a dress. So I do not wear a dress. For me, it's usually skinny jeans because I'm an apple shape and mm. my legs do look really good in skinny, skinny jeans. <laughs> so I usually um, stick with skinny jeans, biker jackets at the top, um, loose, loose tops. Ah. But then on top of that, I will wear a well defined biker jacket. Oh. Or like a bomber jacket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um I have I do wear skirts, but yeah. then the skirts that I'll wear will be more like midi length mm-hmm. because um yeah, I like flaunting my longer legs. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's 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 kinda I think it's worth for people to kinda like do some research. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. No yeah. it was really interesting to hear that because mm. um obviously plagued with similar sort of body images issues as well but my mindset's a little bit different to yours Mm. and I haven't I think I'm probably a ruler maybe I don't know maybe apple um I can't really tell I can't really tell you always wear baggy clothes I do I do well well, uh, what I was gonna say was Um, I haven't actually researched. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually know oh, you what body shape I am. You can always put your measurements into like one oh. of those um, articles and it will instantly tell you what you shape know, you I are. I think I'll do that just for curiosity's yeah. sake. But yeah. um, for oh. me, it was a mindset yeah. thing. Yeah. And it was, I, I don't really um, preclude mm. any sort of item of clothing. Yeah. But for me, it's about comfort do mm-hmm. I feel comfortable wearing it yeah. so even if there's something say I was an apple shape and I or a pear shaped and I really liked rocking skinny jeans even though visually yeah. it was probably yeah. not the best option I still would yeah so I'm not hindered by um not I, I don't know I'm not yeah. so much hindered by my body yeah or at least hmm. body perception yeah I'll just wear whatever's comfortable yeah if i feel comfortable wearing an item mm. obviously nothing too tight nothing yeah. too short yeah. yeah i think this yeah that's that's a good perspective as well um yeah for mm. for me it's just kind of like because i still struggle with a with a positive but, body yeah, image i think it's important for me that and i think not important but that's one of the re- one of the ways I combat a negative body image yeah, by yeah, dressing yeah. for by dressing appropriately for my body Cause type. Because that's I suppose how you yeah. get confident. You you feel yeah. yeah yeah yeah. If I'm like if I'm gonna be wearing baggy pants, what's the point? Ah. I'm big on my upper body anyway, and now I'm wearing baggy pants and I look baggy from top to bottom. Aww. Instead of wearing baggy pants, if I wear skinny skinny jeans, I'm like wow can you kill legs so yeah they look that that is my that is my talk like that's that really fitness. interesting it sounds like yeah. you d- derive a little bit of your confidence from how people see yourself because i'm yeah. kind of opposite like i yeah. don't give a f <laughs> yeah oh I, I i still do like i'll be totally lying if i don't oh, i still have miles to go mm. but also not just kind of like how i dress i think i've also learned the makeup like how i put makeup on my face yeah. like if you because i'm an apple shape 
um i tend to get extra chin when i'm overweight like right now i'm like probably wow you've really researched this <laughs> oh i know i have spent a decent part of part of my life researching this stuff right because i used to really looking good yeah 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 very much i still do honestly i still do um so yeah um like there are also like different makeup applications like how you how you apply it okay. like if you have a, like I have a round face and then on top of that if I'm overweight I always end up getting like right on my face yeah you so that. you do you, you use contouring you know contouring and, and, and <laughs> highlighting to make it appear a bit skinnier so there are definitely ways but I one thing that I would point out is it it shouldn't get to a point where you actually stop caring about your body image and just use these things to hide your actual body image issues because I think I have reached a point where I am using all of these things to hide my actual issues does that make sense? So you're not, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're just not addressing yeah. the root cause, which is the root probably cause, your like, habits or yeah, mental. Exactly. Like I, the biggest problem for me is I overeat at dinners, mm. and, we, and we'll do we'll, we'll do another podcast episode yeah. around overeating and food addiction. But um, one of the biggest reasons for a negative body image is because I overeat at dinner, mm. and regardless of whether that's contributing to my weight gain or not, I mean honestly, it is it is contributing. Of course, we all know that, but even if it wasn't, my self-talk is, oh my gosh, Kimmy, pathetic. You picked out again tonight. Mm. There is my self-talk when I wake up the, the next day. And that instantly puts me in a really shitty mode for the entire day. Yeah. And, and I think I need to focus on that instead of using makeup or body type or right. buying, buying clothes for my apple body shape and all of that stuff. You know, I need to really address my overeating and food addiction yeah. issue to finally grab a hold of the body image it's great that you have insight on yeah. what you need to work yeah. on because that's the first road right yeah I that's the so. first path yeah first step that you take yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but i think i mean of course everyone values looking good right like people like everyone wants to look good and yeah. if knowing about your body type helps you to look good oh yeah absolutely i mean it's and I suppose an easy way yeah. to derive a little bit yeah. of self-worth. I yeah. think a proviso that I'd add to that yeah. is that trying um, that you're doing it for yourself. Mm. You know, you're not yeah. doing it for yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me, for, for me, the biggest outward. thing about knowing my body type has been that I have stopped comparing myself with with girls who are totally different to me. Yeah, and I think this is where like um, a lot of girls like spend a whole lot of time just comparing themselves with like other girls who are not even their body types mm. like what's the point if i'm never going to be um a ruler shaped there's definitely there's absolutely no point yeah if i keep on working out like a ruler shaped i'm going to lose all of my legs like i'm going to end up with like chicken legs so what's <laughs> the point so i think yeah like for me it's it's been quite an eye-opener just like knowing the body types and embracing my body type but i am past that stage now and yeah, I've reached a stage where I know I have bigger issues to work yeah. on and I can't use clothes and makeup to hide my food addiction and my yeah. overeating at, at dinner time. Do you know something that could be a resolve? Mm. It's just changing that, that mindset instead yeah. of, I mean, I suppose it's taking a book from, yeah. uh, taking a page from, from my book and not, trying not to, yeah. as hard as it is, yeah. to think, to be so image obsessed, but yeah. more sort of, working on 
yeah. your 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 skills or your, your physical goal. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like oh, definitely. In, in terms of like endurance or strength. Definitely, like physical goals are a big part of me for my body image. Like I know, I like my movement has definitely suffered because I've gained extra six, seven kgs. I like I used to move really fast yeah. when I was training with Sasha, and now I'm like huffing and puffing within like the first two minutes. Like for my train station, I have to climb these yeah. kind of like four flights of stairs, yeah. and I'm like huffing and puffing because I'm like carrying that extra weight around. So I am getting to a stage where I'm getting sick of like carrying that extra stage because I know how being five kgs lighter yeah. feels like so that is my goal right now yeah. just to kind of like shed off these pounds so that i can be a bit more active and enjoy my time with my partner you know like running around the property doing stuff gardening walking my dog going for runs with brownie one of my long-term goals kind of like by the end of mid next year is to be able to run a 5k with you at the Yay. park run <laughs> yeah, along with brownie yes yeah. yes yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm look forward to that as well yeah that'd be <laughs> so fun. Awesome. maybe we can start the summer yeah sort it out cool we'll do you reckon yeah yeah do you reckon we've covered enough around there was something else yeah. i just wanted to say mm. but i can't remember it so maybe i suppose this is a, i suppose how what we see what we're looking forward to yeah. as we oh, yeah. age into our 30s in terms of how we accept ourselves in our body yeah like um to a 35 year old i would 35 year old me mm-hmm. yeah i would I would not like I would love to be at a stage where I'm confident in my body and I do not wake up every morning telling myself Kami you're pathetic because you weigh five kgs more um or you're pathetic because you overate last night you picked out again uh, like for me that's 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 the only thing that I want to be able to do or I want to be yeah yeah and I don't want my kids like if I ever have kids mm. I don't want my kids to be to see me like this like mm. having this negative self-talk because like now what happens is i get up in the morning and god forbid if i weigh myself that number on the scale still has a lot of effect on me have you thought about removing the scales because i mean yeah. with your own mm. confession yeah muscle weighs more than fat yeah. anyway so it's yeah your- Oh, yeah, no, exactly. I think I'm just mentally scared that if I take the scale off my life, I'm just going to keep on gaining. Like, it's like my worst nightmare that I'll keep on gaining weight and I'll have mm. no idea that I am I am fat. Because um, Sasha actually was like, Sasha measured me last month and she was like, the next measurement will be like in two months. And I was like, what? Two months? That's really long. And then she explained to me why it's not really long and why we should take decent break but there was like oh my god Sasha you're totally wrong two yeah, months yeah, is like yeah. really long time not measure myself because I'm used to measuring myself every day and every day I, I haven't measured myself I haven't like, weighed m- myself in like a few years I haven't measured myself like morning and evening like I'll have like a morning wow. weight and an evening weight I think I'm just like scared that if I don't do it I'm just going to keep on gaining weight and it, it actually has happened to me a couple of times have you and, experimented and think, with maybe removing it and just seeing how you feel I think, I think I'm not going to be able to do it unless I've addressed my overeating right. problem because like the, the biggest like I know I like the biggest problem for my weight gain or every time like the, the reason my weight fluctuates is because yeah. I overindulge in food um I'm a chronic overeater and I really need to address that problem and until I haven't made my peace with my chronic overeating I don't think the scales I'm going to take off the scale otherwise it's going to add a lot of stress to my life and I know it's totally bad yeah but yeah I it's really just knowing what your limits are yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. exactly like um yeah 
because the moment I get stressed, mm. I'm gonna go for the pizza and I'm gonna eat the entire pizza and probably go for gonna go for the second pizza as well. But yeah. if I wake up next morning and I can weigh myself and I know I overindulged, it's kind of like a good tracker for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I know it's totally bad, but I think yeah, like I'm working. Well, it on makes it. sense. It, yeah, it, it makes sense for the reasons mm. you know you mentioned. Yeah. What about you? Like, what would you? What are your? What am I looking forward to? Yeah. Yeah. What are you <laughs> looking forward to? Um. I mean, I'm plagued with. I guess we all are, mm. right? I mean, mm. I feel like I've been saying the same thing. Like, I feel the same way as you sometimes. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, just being more comfortable. Because even though I think I'm in a good place, there's definitely ways that I can improve. So I'm not a hundred percent like uh, like like previously mentioned. My goals are about how far I can run and how mm. fast I can run. Yeah. But I wouldn't. I would be lying if I said I'm not affected by how I look. You know, in some days. Yeah. But for me, I think it's just continuing on not caring about that part of part of my brain yeah because ultimately it doesn't it, it leaves such a negative impression on my day-to-day mm. -day life or it has potential to do so that it's just not worth it and i don't want that yeah so i don't entertain it so yeah what i'm looking forward to in my 30s is being even more comfortable with yeah with how i how i am and how i how i look yeah, um, just one thing that I want to add to this topic is that I'm glad we are talking about body image because honestly, 27-year-old me had no idea what body image is mm -hmm. or what body positivity is or what being like body neutral means. And I have spent a lot of time just due to kind of like, because all throughout my 20s, I've like I've I've experienced fluctuating weight. I'm always either like I've always been five kgs overweight or at least ten kgs overweight. Yeah. And I'm always either dieting or starving myself or overindulging. Right. Um. And I'm like so sick of it. I think over the last two years, I've spent a significant amount of time just um being like being able to get to a stage where I'm moderate, like I'm not so yeah. obsessed with my weight or yeah. my food. And um, I'm so grateful to everyone, whether like podcasters or influencers or, or any anyone in social media who actually talks about body body positivity or like body body neutral. Mm. Um, I have listened to a lot of other people talking about it and that's how I became, like I was introduced to the entire body image and body positive movement. Yeah, And if, people were not doing that I would have no clue and yeah. I would still be like thinking like my body image would still be from my like how much I Previously. earn and all, all of those things you know so I think I'm like really grateful to a lot of people who actually talk about body positivity but who are bold enough to, to talk about their stories and also the minimalist life life like minimalist lifestyle has really kind of like taught me how to be a better person and things that really do not matter. Yeah, you've had some pretty yeah, big yeah. changes recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, very, mm. very, very um, important story. So I think I did um, narrate the story. Um, I walked into farmer's store. There was like sale signs oh. pretty much on every floor. I've, I entered the store. I went around, did not buy anything, just walked out of the store. Yeah. I didn't even had any urge to buy anything. And then I was like, when I was like introspecting on what happened and realizing, oh my gosh, Kami, 
this is i'm having a moment you know like the minimalist king is having a moment this is what i have been teaching and practicing for the last two years and i'm now finally at a stage where i can walk into kind of like a big departmental store that's having like 50 percent markdown and i'm not tempted to buy anything yeah and if i can apply the same thing to food you know like i walk into a superstore do not buy anything just because i don't need it yeah or if i see a table full of food in the office or or anywhere like i see pizza and not go grab a yeah. piece of pizza like if i can get to that stage with food like i think there will be it like there will be the best version of um <laughs> candy there could ever be so yeah i i'm just kind of like putting that minimalistic um, it's a process and, yeah, you know yeah. i mean uh, the, yeah. the, to carry on with that i mean yeah. these podcasts are great because it does open up the world to yeah. so many people yeah. you know so many different perspectives so different many opinions and yeah. the fact that your journey sort of was spurned on or encouraged by listening to podcasts we're yeah. really hopeful that the same thing happens with with our one as well hopefully yeah i think that that is it like hopefully like uh, we were like there's a point of us being so vulnerable and talking about our deepest insecurities right like yeah. weight weighing myself i know i'm gonna get a lot of hate but just kind of like saying that i weigh myself every day and yes i i'm not hate oh please don't <laughs> think it was hate that i was, was oh no 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 I'm directing to you. Like, i was just uh, shocked really yeah. yeah yeah no i'm just kind of like a lot of other people might give me hate you know right. i just kind of like the fact that oh you still weigh weigh yourself every day even though it's not i have my own reasons to do yeah yeah yeah, and, yeah. Really and you've explained ready. them and yeah and i'm not ready to give up my weighing scale right now and i know i have to do it but i'm on my journey yeah so yeah i think just kind of like us being vulnerable and talking about our deepest insecurities will inspire someone else and there is the biggest reason why you and i are spending our saturday night instead of like <laughs> podcasting instead of like going to a pub and drinking you know oh. like this is this is what we enjoy and this is our way of adding meaning yeah. to our lives and to anyone else who is listening. I have to say that Cammy does a spectacular yeah. job. job. She's <laughs> been very forthright and candid with, with everyone, which is spectacular. I'm not quite there, but maybe in the future I'll be a little bit more open. Um, but no, she's, yeah, oh, thank okay. you for carrying me through <laughs> moments today. <Yeah. laughs> Hopefully the session went all right. Um, yeah. And I think we'll have information how yeah. you can yeah. be close to us um yeah. message us yeah. talk yeah. with us yeah. I'll, um, I'll, in the description I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll add all of that stuff okay guys so we really hope you enjoy this podcasting session with me and eli and thanks eli for leading the session today that was <laughs> thank really you i don't know if i'll do this again <laughs> but i appreciate i appreciate the, the, the this opportunity anyway um and we will talk to you guys again in a couple of weeks till then take care bye bye-bye Hey guys, we seriously hope that this podcast episode was helpful for you and provided you with some clarity and inspiration to lead a more intentional and meaningful life. If you loved our content, then please take a minute and share it with a friend or family member who could really benefit from listening to it. If you want to reach out to us, you can always DM me directly on Instagram at wholeheartedliving underscore Kemi. You can also email us at theintentionalminimalistickiwi at gmail.com. Also, if you fancy reading or engaging in more content like this, you can always check out my website at theintentionalminimalistic.com. Plus, all of this information is mentioned in our show notes as well. And finally, if you are digging this podcast so far, then please leave us some ratings at iTunes or whatever podcast app you're using. 
have an amazing week ahead and we will talk to you guys again very soon bye